Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, we're going to go out to the phone lines. And on the line is Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. Brian Baldinger joining us. Thank you so much for your time. Baldy, all day we've been talking about the injuries that the Dolphins sustained towards the end of the season. Do you feel as though that was an integral part of the Dolphins kind of withering away towards the end of the season and in the playoff game? Were the injuries that big of a deal, or is that one of the things that the league, they're just everyone's dealing with injuries this time of the season? They seem to have an excessive amount of injuries, to be honest with you. I mean, defensively, they were pretty obliterated. And, uh, you know, and then just, uh, you know, the one thing about the injuries is, you know, whether it was to Mostert or Tyreek or Jalen, I mean, all those guys, uh, is that you don't practice and you get very little practice time. And so that's that's kind of the the bigger issue. Yes, I mean losing Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb and you know Baker and you know I mean all the guys that Javon like all the guys they lost that's that's critical. But then uh, when when you, when you can't really practice either, that's like a, you know a double whammy to your team. And now you're just going out there and you're just trying to play just get through the games. And so I think it I think it certainly hampered their chances you know to go up there and, and beat a good team. Baldy, I, I wanted to ask you this about the game plan that, that Miami went into that game with. And I know that injuries was a factor and the fact that they only got to practice on the field one time and didn't really know what they could expect from the weather conditions. But are you surprised at how conservative they were with the downfield passing from Tua or just, just or did you think the weather was, was a determining factor? Well, there's a, I, you know, it didn't look like it was much of a factor for Holmes. I mean, he seemed to like to throw the ball just fine. Yeah, but uh, he's got a stronger. He's got a stronger arm than Tua, though. Okay, but uh, look, I mean, the one time they threw it down the field, it was a fifty-five-yard touchdown to Tyreek. So, I mean, I think you got to still take your shots. Uh, there, you know. But look, I mean, when you you saw what Legarius Sneed did to Tyreek at the line of scrimmage, yeah. I mean, they didn't let him get off the line of scrimmage, and so not every play, but you know, from time to time. And so, two is he's dropping back, and he's got nowhere to go with the ball. So, you know, you got to credit Kansas City's defense. They've been carrying that team all year long, and they did again. They, but, you know, they got beat up front. Um, you know, and so that there was, you know, Tua has to hold the ball. Uh, those guys weren't good enough up front against Kansas City's defensive front. Yeah, th- there's also this narrative now that's circulating uh, in South Florida, and it, it bothers me a little bit because I think Tua has shown – 
that he's not a one-read quarterback all season. I mean, you're a Pro Bowl starter. You're, you're, you were top in efficiency last year. You're the leader in, in yardage in the NFL. You have the number one offense. Is there any any merit to the the skeptics that are out there saying that Tua is a one-read quarterback? Well, that's not true, though. I mean, it's just not true. So, I mean, I, it's not it's not a, the skeptics. They're not watching. Of course, he can read more than one one receiver at a time. He goes through progressions. That's his, that, that's his strength. Yeah. It's how quickly yeah. he goes through progressions and how he gets from one to two to three cons- consistently. So, I mean, that's just, I mean, it's just people that don't watch the game. That's all. Insider Crawls are brought to you by Old Spice Gentleman's Blend Body Wash, providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturizing because men have skin too. Brian Baldinger joining us right now. Wanted to ask you this, Baldy. A lot of people now here in South Florida are saying maybe Tua is not the guy. Do you still think or do you even think that Tua is in the top tier of quarterbacks or does he have a lot of growing left to do? I think he's a top-tier quarterback, um, but they can't do it by themselves. You know, they, they, you got to practice. you got to stay on the field. you got to stay healthy. Your offensive line has got to protect. I mean, it's, it's, it's a whole bunch of things. And so I believe in Tua. I think he's. I think he understands the offense. I think he knows where to go with the ball. Um, you know, look, it was extreme conditions. It would be tough for just about anybody to look good in those conditions. Uh, and so, I mean, I, I do think you have to give him some slack right there in that game uh, against Kansas City. But I think he's a top tier quarterback. I think he's proven it two years in a row. Yeah. Now, Baldy, we're we're, we're here now, beginning what we're heading into year six of a rebuild. Um, that comes from the 2019 tank for Tua Purge that led to where we are as an organization. The Dolphins have a number of key free agents that they need to assign, from Christian Wilkins to Robert Hunt to Connor Williams to Andrew Van Ginkle. Uh, how, how much longer do you think a team can you know, keep, keep adding to the credit card bill to kind of continue a run like how long kids the window can the window be open with an nfl team i mean it could be indefinite i mean we see teams turn it around every single year houston went from being the worst team in the league to very much one of the eight teams left in playoffs i mean it, it, it you know i don't believe in in rebuilds i mean every year it's, it's a new year but you know at the same time if you just the list of players that you just mentioned the only one that lined up and played every single game this year was Christian Wilkins. So at some point you have to pay Christian Wilkins. I mean, I don't know if you pay him Chris Jones kind of money. He's not that disruptive a player, but he's a very good player. And for most weekends, he's their best defensive lineman. So you got to figure out a way to keep him, um, regardless of what you do. I mean, it's, these things have a way of just being able to, whether you're kicking the can down the, the, the street or whatever you want to call it, you got to find a way to find the money to keep Christian Wilkins. I mean, but, you know, Jalen Phillips could be a, an, an elite player. It's just a shame what happened to him this year. So the injuries, to me, are as big a deal as anything. You lose your top three edge rushers, you're not going to have much of a defense when those guys all go down. Yeah, and the injury bug was a very serious issue with the Dolphins. Having a lot of people say maybe we should reevaluate players or reevaluate the way we train. Is there anything you can do, or is it just one of those infectious things that catches you, the injury bug? Is there anything the Dolphins can possibly do to try to keep the injuries to a minimum next season? 
Well, I'm sure they were going to examine all of it. I mean, but, you know, we all saw Jalen Phillips tear his Achilles, mm-hmm. you know, on Black Friday. I mean, it was just a horrible, horrible um, play. I mean, a lot of guys have torn their Achilles. Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles on that, on that field. Um, there's been a lot of major injuries on that field up in New York. That's, um, but they changed the turf up there to try and help that out. Uh, they play on grass in, in Miami. They grow their own sod in Miami. Uh, they have their own, you know, turf doctor. They, I think they're doing a lot of different things. I mean, it's just a unusual year. One year I played in Indianapolis, eight different guys broke their ankles that year. That never happened before or since. So it, it might be just one of those years, but I, I would examine everything, uh, you know, and just see just what it is, if there's anything that they can do to try and keep guys on the field. I, I don't know what happened to Javon Holland. I don't, I, don't, I don't remember that guy ever missing a game at Oregon or Miami before this year. Yeah, it just uh, just so happened he had a bad collision or bad fall on his knees, and um, two two first time I've ever seen a player have two MCL sprains in his knees. But um, obviously, that's a young player that the Dolphins hope to transcend and ascend. Do you look at this roster, Baldy? And I know you probably haven't done a deep dive into their roster, but uh, you are one of the most uh, most informed play, uh, analysts out there. Do you think that there's enough of a core that can give the Dolphins another Super Bowl run or actually get them into a Super Bowl contention next year? I do. I mean, look, I mean, Jalen and Tyreek and, uh, you know, I mean, the, the running backs, it's a deep room. Um, I, I think there's a lot there. Uh, you know, the offensive line, they went through every combination. Heck, they lost their center um, who had never missed a game in Miami. And, you know, Eichenberg went down and so – you know, but I, I was saying for a long time that, you know, okay, plug in Duke Riley, plug in Liam Eikenberg. I mean, they plug in Robert Hunt. I mean, they were plugging guys in all year. Uh, the one position that doesn't seem to get much attention, and maybe they could upgrade it, is the tight end position. And it just seems like these teams that are marching on, you saw Buffalo last night. Yeah. I mean, the tight ends yeah. were a big factor. It, it seems to me, and I, you know, maybe Mike McDaniel doesn't believe in that, but he did come from San Francisco where there was George Kittle, maybe, you know, tight end is a position where they could upgrade and nothing against Durham Smythe or anybody else there, but it seems like that's a position that they could use an upgrade on. And is that something they should go through free agency or the draft? What do you think the best option for the Dolphins when it comes to maybe getting a top flight tight end? Well, I mean, last year was, I mean, we knew from the, from the senior bowl last year, almost a year ago, that this was going to be a, a great draft in tight ends. You know, my uh, Green Bay's got two of them out there, you know, that both caught, you know, big passes in, in a big win against Dallas. Um, you know, so we saw last night Dalton Kincaid. It was a great draft for tight ends, and they all produced. And so I don't know what the draft looks like this year for, the, for, for tight ends, and I don't know what the free agent market is yet. I mean, I haven't really studied it to this degree, but I would look at that position, whether it is free agency or whether it is the draft, to see if you can upgrade it. Yeah. Baldy, now l- let me take you around the league a little bit. Um, obviously, Bill Belichick is is searching for work. Uh, Atlanta's one of those teams that, that's interviewing him. Do you think that that's a good fit for the New England Patriots, former legend who's co- trying to take down Don Shuler for the all-time winningest record? Well, I think any situation is a good situation for Belichick. But I do think Atlanta, I mean, they have a top-10 defense. Um, they're, 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 they're young enough and they have star players and Jesse Bates and some of the guys they have, they have, uh, elite offensive 
personnel way better than anything they've had in New England for a long time. They need a quarterback in the worst way. And so whether you go to this, uh, the free agent market or you draft one of these guys, um, I think if you put Bill Belichick in Atlanta, I think if you put Bill Belichick in Dallas, I think you have a team that can compete uh, for a championship this year. Just knowing what he's like and what the culture will be like and you just how you're going to practice and build your roster, I would think he'd be a, a great fit in Atlanta or Dallas or you know, a couple other places perhaps. Ooh, we'd have a lot of fun with Bill Belichick at the Dallas Cowboys. But a lot of people here in South Florida are very interested in Jim Harbaugh. Some people saying Mike McDaniel's gotten kind of conservative. Maybe his play calling's weird. Jim Harbaugh, owner Stephen Ross, both Michigan guys. Jim Harbaugh rumored to be testing the waters of the NFL. Where do you think Mr. Khaki Pants ends up next season? Or does he stay in Michigan? Well, um, you better be able to write a big check. If you want Jim Harbaugh, I don't know that the chargers can write that big of a check. He's got a lot of leverage. I mean, I think he's the number one coaching candidate out there right now uh, in both college. uh, If he wants to stay at Michigan and he's got a contract on his desk to sign if he wants it. Um, But I think he could be the number one coaching free agent in all of, in all of football college and the NFL. So whether Michigan can retain him, I'm not sure, but I I'm sure that if you're an NFL team, you should interview Jim Harbaugh. He's just, he's just that good, and he has proven that he can win at the highest level in the NFL, that he could take a moribund franchise like the 49ers like they were and put them in the Super Bowl in a couple of years. So would it be crazy for the Dolphins just to have a simple meeting with him? Can't do that. Well, I mean, your, your coach is under contract. I, I don't know that – I mean, but, you know, I don't know if the, if the contract that – uh, the stuff is written on is is meaningless or meaningful, but uh, I, I look. I, I think Steve Ross will do anything to produce a champion. Anything. So if that means um, going to meet Jim Harbaugh at the local diner or the Starbucks, then he's going to have that meeting or on one of his yachts or in one of his buildings in the penthouse. Um, I, I could see that happening. Baldy, we know you're very busy this time of the year. We appreciate your time. Best of luck with the rest of the season. We'll be keeping an eye and an ear out for you. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Take care. That was Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. Interesting stuff right there, Omar. The injuries. It's not just the injuries. It's the practice time. Listen, you got to stop with the Harbaugh stuff, man. Steve Ross didn't want. What was Steve Ross' first mistake in the NFL? Tell me. History lesson. Let me give it to you. He had Tony Sperano as his head coach. He he boarded a plane with Jeff Ireland, Mm. flew to California to sit down with Jim Harbaugh, and then had to come back. Tony Sperano caught him stepping out, and then that began the divorce between Sperano and Ireland, who didn't talk to each other for an entire year because Ireland, who was Sperano's buddy, was on his plane stepping out on, on Sperano. Steve Ross learned from that mistake. We'll never make that mistake really? again. I was going to say, you think so? Because I could have sworn he uh, was trying to get Sean Payton when he had a coach. He did do that. Did he have a coach? No, he didn't. He did not have a coach. When he was trying to get Sean Payton, that was a 12-day waiting period where he had interviewed Mike McDaniel, had chosen Mike McDaniel as the second guy 
but he was still holding out hope that he can land and lure Sean Payton and never got rights to speak to him formally. So and, then, and then he got penalized for speaking to so him. So then we know illegally. that he's will, then we, he's, we But know he didn't have a coach. Okay, but he, we know he's willing to take a penalty to talk to, to improve the team. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, we, we know our guy's willing to take a penalty. Uh, we know he's willing to take a penalty. <laughs> All right then. But he's not willing to step out on somebody he's he's he's, he's in love with. Not if that baby he, not if his love wants well, to step out and move to another city. He could have hired Harbaugh last season when he was stepping out. On, uh, when he was talking to Sean Payton, and then when he hired Mike McDaniel two years ago, he didn't even interview him, and Harbaugh was taking interviews. Well, Harbaugh got BBL. He got the surgery and everything. He's got a, nat- a natty title and everything, but now oh. co- college is trying to kick him out, and oh. he's testing the waters. And I don't know college about has been College has been the hot seat. He's been flirting with NFL teams. He flirted with Minnesota. He flirted with the Raiders. Harbaugh wants $18 million. Right. And? Right. Well, that, he's trying to drive up the price by taking – he'll meet with anybody. But Baldinger said it in so many words, don't meet with him. Steve you bet. No, he said go. you should meet with him. He's the best damn coach that's Listen, out there. Steve Ross has Harbaugh on speed dial. They know each other. Steve Ross is the number one booster for the University of Michigan. Listen, the NIL checks, you know who, who writes them? It's Steve Ross. So, so Boss Ross – Instead, why don't you talk to your boy? Because he doesn't want him. If your boy said, look, man, I love Michigan, but I really want to go coach in the NFL. He has flat out said, I will not hire Harbaugh. Steve Ross is doing a disservice to his franchise. Have you thought maybe Steven Ross is like me? I like who we got. I like who you got. There you go. Uh, But I'm not in love with who you got. He's in love. He's enough. Head over heels. There, there's no wait, 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 guarantee. Mikey fit? Yeah, man. There's no guarantee that Harbaugh would come here and do any better, possibly worse. Dude, khakis and black Air Force Ones would have won Saturday. I don't know. That's no, there's no guarantee of that. I'm no guarantee. And I, I'm sorry. I'm guaranteeing. I don't. I don't even think Harbaugh's approach and style works in the NFL I don't today. I absolutely think so. I I think you I guys know. have a wrong idea about Harbaugh. You're talking about a guy who's been in college the last eight years, recruiting a lot of the players, the young players that's entering their prime. He knows these players. And he's the one. And if anybody that knows these players, it is him. Who's the guy that's saying that all the big contracts in college, college TV, needs to be uh, uh, trickled down to the players? Which is why the, the NCAA doesn't want them there. If there's a guy who's actually an old school guy who's actually relating to these young players, it's Khaki Pants Air Force Ones. So yeah, he might. Yes. Listen, I said this, and I'll continue saying this. He is the Larry Brown of the NFL. But you know what happens with those coaches? Yes, their act does get tiresome. But during those four or five years of that act, you win. You win. You, 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 lift to, uh, you, uh, you have expectations, and you meet them. You meet the goals. Okay? And you're about to enter year three with a quarterback. And, yes, you, can fran- you, you have him under fifth year, and you can franchise him. You don't really have to pay him that big money for another two years. But you're going to have to pay that man that money. 561, good text. Why don't the Jets get Harbaugh then? I'd be happy with that. I would love Harbaugh. I'd be happy with that, Omar. I would love Harbaugh. I'd be cool. you, can go, you know, I love Salah, but yeah, three years, seven, Listen. two years, seven to ten. You got to go. Listen, man. Aaron Rodgers run that organization. He's we're in it. Harbaugh. Okay, you know what? <laughs> you know what? But Tua ain't running the organization. That's true. Okay, then. I'm just that, saying Tua's not running the organization. Okay. 
It's for I'm looking at your team. You you guys have a window, and you a window to win. It's about close, and it's a. Thank you. It's I. I'm not denying it's about to close. So, but you know what the reality is? Steve Ross says I'm not interested in Harbaugh. I just think it's. I think. I think if I was a Dolphin fan, and I see that my owner, he's passed on him three times. You know what? Four. You know All right, what? Well, then there you, you know, go. What did Wayne Wade said? You could fall down what seven times. It, it doesn't matter. You could fall seven times. Don't you get back up the eighth time? Something to that effect. So what? You ask her three times. She says no. He didn't ask. He didn't ask. He didn't ask, ask her him the fourth time. She might say yes this time. Mm. I, you know, Harbaugh. He's not. Streets need here. a body. Streets do need a body. But I, I don't think Mike McDaniel's the body we're willing to give up. No, it better not. Well, special teams. Look, He's we watch. Contract. We watch the Sopranos, right? You watch the Sopranos? No, I don't watch. You didn't watch Sopranos? Watch well, let me give you a clip. Let me give you an episode. All right. Oh, no There's a New Jersey mob family, all right, and one of the New Jersey captains did something wrong to one of the New York mob family's captains, right? So when something like that happens. Retribution needs to be retribution has to be has to happen. Right. Okay. Right now, the Dolphin fan and the fan base sees a team that was nine and four. Nine and four. Okay. And then they go two and three the last five games. Okay. Yeah. And they lose a game where they had everything at their disposal. Everything that they needed, everything that they wanted. They lost multiple games with everything at their okay. disposal. So yes. then who's to blame for this? Uh, you're not going to like my answer. Oh, goodness. It's just, you, you lost. You, you're, you're not going to like my you answer. You lost. That's who's the- to blame for this? The streets need a body. Injuries. Man, come on. <laughs> Let's talk about the heat next on the Joe Rose Show, 560 WQAM. No, I- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I think um, I think you're always assessing things. You know, an important part of right after the season is to make sure that you're not making your judgments based upon the emotion of the the roller coaster ride that you just um, just went on. I think you have to uh, critically assess um, by slowly evaluating everything. I think um, you know. If, the way I look at it is nothing's off the table ever um, just because, you know, to just say, well, that's the way we've done it. Um, that doesn't, that's not a good enough reason to me. Um, and, you know, I think, 
I think I think we um, failed to reach our goals um, this season, so that play calling wouldn't live outside that. Um, and we'll we'll see based upon what we do with um, this season. You know, if uh, if we utilize all the lessons learned, we'll see um, what it actually means um, as we press forward. Mike McDaniel saying nothing's off the table. A lot of Dolphins fans say, well, then keep the quarterback options open. Another thing a lot of fans are saying is, how about you relinquish some of that play calling, big man? Because some of the play calling, especially towards the end of the season, seemed a little uh, less than Mike McDaniel-ish, at least during parts of the earlier season. We'll have to wait and see what happens right there. I think right now we just need to calm down, cool down a little bit. We did talk to Brian Baldinger in the last segment, and a lot of people have been saying, we need a tight end, we need a tight end, and he actually kind of said, this might need a tight end. It it does make some sense from a schematic offensive standpoint, especially considering um, Tool would like to attack the middle of the field, and right now he's using his wide receivers and and, and tailbacks to do it. But if you look at who this team is, they don't throw to anybody who doesn't run under four three, <laughs> and uh, that's just who they are. Would they would they need a red zone weapon? Do they need a better red zone weapon? Yes, they do. As you pointed out in Came Day on Sinister, I heard it many times. We're a good scoring team. We are not a good goal to go team. Go, no, but they are. They were top red zone team in red the zone, NFL. But goal go, to go, goal to go. Okay, maybe, maybe. But here's here's the thing about the tight end position. Durham Smite. They absolutely love him, and they need him for blocking. He's a he's a he's a sixth offensive lineman. I call him the janitor because he cleans up everything. Um, him and Alec Ingold, those are the janitors. They clean up every single thing and keep the pocket clean for Tua. Um, I think they underutilize Alec Ingold as a pass catcher oh, yeah. and, and as a runner. Um, but you know that's just me. You you have a Pro Bowl fullback and you never use him, utilize him. Hey, that's that's on you. Okay, but. Julian Hill, and this is the thing. People are like, oh, we need a tight end. We need a tight end. They are obsessed mm. with Julian Hill. Really? Absolutely love him. They think he's the next project. I would tell you they like him better than Cam Smith mm. uh, in terms of just what he was able to do, contribute. I, I think he probably played like 400 snaps. Now, the problem is they don't throw to the tight end, but that is a s- fundamental scheme play-calling thing. And I don't think anybody changes that. Just my opinion. Could be wrong. And, you know, even Tua's trainers is on the tight end kick. And I, I need to do a little bit more research on whether or not they feel like that could be something that would add an, an, an important element to their offense. But truthfully, like Julian Hill played 343 snaps. Man. Yeah, that that's a lot of snaps for a second tight end. Um, and, you know, it actually started four games. I didn't even know that. So those people who think that, hey, the Dolphins are absolutely weak at tight end, no, they're not. They just don't throw to the tight end. Right, right. And I thought Durham tight, end is a blo- tight end is a is a is an added blocker. I thought Durham Smythe was fine this year. Yes, yeah, so he's actually the third leading receiver on the team. Yeah. What, I, now that shows you how bad the rest of the receivers were on the team. Braxton Berrios, man. I, did he even play against wow. Kansas City outside of the returning kicks? Man, bro. Um, he you, caught zero passes. Yeah, I know for, that. For, tho- for those who don't realize it, if you want to complain about the tight end, uh, take a look at your slot contributions. Yeah. There were no contributions this season. And that's on Braxton Berrios. And I know he's a University of Miami guy, 
But uh, that guy contributed zilch this season. <laughs> it was not very much. River Craycraft was also in the mix. Eric Izukama, he had the whole neck injury. I like his explosiveness. Maybe you know more about him than I do. Maturation, maturation. not there. Yeah, yeah he's, in the, he's in the Camp Smith category of uh, guys that just fizzled in mm. terms of what they contributed. Um, Braxton Barrios played 556 snaps, and realistically – um, I don't know what he did. He caught he caught twenty seven passes for two hundred and thirty eight yards. It wasn't the most explosive kick returner either. No, I, I, I don't want to hear from people. No, but uh, I was like, yeah. uh, and I knew people in the press box were always like, "Oh wait, you're gonna see Braxton Berrios break one." I'm like, I'm not confident in that. No, I'm not confident in that one at all. Didn't, and I'm, I don't want to pile on, but you are who you are. Didn't break anything. <laughs> uh, twenty seven reception, two hundred and thirty eight yards, and one touchdown. Like, I'm sorry. He caught 57.6% of his passes thrown at him. I'm sorry. That's just not good enough. Mm-hmm. So, so you have Tyreek Hill way, way, way up. Jalen Waddle way, way, way up. Durham's might good. And then it just kind of. Yeah. Cedric, when Cedric Wilson is your, your number three receiver, you got to do better. He's pretty good, though. Sure. I mean, he's <laughs> one of the top ten. Highest paid players on the team, so he better be doing. Well. I took a pay cut, sir. Oh, so, so, but, oh yeah, you oh, oh. might be like twelve or thirteen now. Ooh, I went two two spots down, two it, spots it, down. Yeah, he, oh, he better produce. Yeah, that was a that was a miss, and and that's the thing. Like everybody's like, oh well, year six of this rebuild. Chris Greer's got to get it right now. Um, has he gotten it right in the draft over the years? Has he gotten it right in free agency over the years? Like, eh. You don't hit on everything, let's be you, honest. You don't hit on everything. You're right. You don't hit on everything. But I would love for your, your batting average to, to be <laughs> to more like in the 280s than the 220s. Yeah, that's true. That's true. A lot uh, of strikeouts. We've got a lot of off season to get ready for the Dolphins you really next think that, year. Huh? What? What would you say? Think that? That he strikes out? Jalen Ramsey was a strikeout? No. Jalen Ramsey wasn't a free agent. Jalen Ramsey it was, was a trade. Uh, but he a, made a move in the offseason. Uh, okay. Take take the take the take the moves that Steve Ross got to write a big check for out off the table. If it if it requires a big check, you know, I'm, I'm I'm flexing Steve Ross's pen signing ability. Like take it off the table, and show me the show me the show me the rest. Show show me show me like Connor Williams. That's a good signing. Um, Robert Hunt. That's a good draft pick. Uh, Austin finally became a good draft pick, but. I mean, you have to have the balls to make the trade for yeah. Jalen Ramsey. Like, I'm, oh, he's got balls to make trades. You have now. to have the balls because that, I mean, that's his forte. Draft that's, picks are very, very important in the NFL, and so therefore, yeah. you make the trade e- for even, a guy. We asked him. We asked him yesterday. Uh, you know, Mike McDaniel, because Mike McDaniel made a joke on draft day. He's like, "Yeah, looking forward to finally getting a first round draft pick in 2024." And then Chris Greer's like, "Oh well, hold on on that one right there. I, I'm not sure I can promise you that because we're always open for business. We're always looking to trade." Um, and, and lines are always open, and that's what he does. He looks at his roster, for instance, like Aaron Aaron Donald. Maybe the Rams say, you know what, Aaron, it's time for us to move on. Um, you know, we, we could send you somewhere, and we find a situation, and everybody says, uh, Miami's on my short list. Let, let me get, let me, let, let's see what we could do with Miami. And then they call Miami, and then Miami's like, well, we know we're going to write the big fat checks. Um, are we going to give up the currency and trade value? And for the right player, they will. And that's my only thought in terms of how they could potentially fix this situation. And I'm not saying Aaron Donald is what what's in play, but you know the Dolphins. They are 
Steve Ross is a whale hunter. He's followed Pat Riley for for all, you know, he, he believes in whale hunting. And if it's a big whale, I don't know who that player is, whether it's Derrick Henry or Aaron Donald or whatever, they're going to they're going to they're going to get their harpoon out and try to try to try to try to land that whale. I would love to see some Derrick Henry in a Dolphins uniform. Ah. Oh. Uh, you think it would address a lot of things. I'm not sure it would. But I mean, it's a premier player that can make plays and can run and can just put, put grind it out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it it would help. It would help your offense. But you had you had a running back that was more productive than Derrick Henry last right, season in, in Raheem right. Mostert. Like, mm, I, uh, I just wanted at all positions. Can we get? But George you have, Kittle, Can we get George Kittle at tight end? Okay. Aaron Donald, defensive end. Can we get oh, who else? Um, Travis Henry at running back. What, what else? What Derrick else? Henry, not Derrick, Travis. Tra- uh, Travis Henry played for the Bills a while back. That was the yeah. team. Get him off the couch. Just get him as a backup. Just keep signing people, and uh, we'll figure it out, right? They'll take pay cuts. Aaron Rodgers did. <laughs> <laughs> that worked out so far. Yeah. Has it? I don't know. You don't sound very confident over there. I'm good, baby. I'm, you know, I'm already thinking. I'm 2024. I, I've had a week to think about 2024. Thanks for joining me. You mean you've had a season to think about 2024? Well, I've had a season, but I mean, you know, the only difference between you guys and and you know and us is just a week. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, uh, and a couple wins, yeah. and we've also swept you in the regular season. A lot season. of records and yeah, but, 30 to nothing. But who's hurting more? Huh? Who's hurting right now? I mean, I like making the playoffs. I like having Do a chance. Re- yeah, but you know. I get I like it. Breaking records. I get it. I like sweeping the Jets. I get it. All for uh, you know. Yeah, you all for a loss. You had all of 2023 to look forward to 2024. And yeah, so. and that was over in four plays. <laughs> okay, but you had all of 20. You had all of 2023 to look forward to, and you had a month. Speaking of swinging and missing, Zach Wilson. Mm, hey. Man. You're right. You're I, right. See, that's it's another cool. One. That's it's another cool one. to tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm cool with the shots. I saw that a mile away, though. I said that before the draft. I'm cool said, with the shots. Yeah. Everybody's like, everybody's like, you know what? Mike McDaniel can fix. If Mike McDaniel can fix Tua, he can fix Justin Fields. How about Zach Wilson? We could probably get him for like what a seventh round pick. I ain't gonna lie to you. Mike McDaniel might be able to fix Zach Wilson. Um, I don't. I wouldn't want him to go anybody like anywhere in the around McVay, we, the McVay or Shanny area, era, era. But. With all the jokes aside, you guys have a lot of questions to answer. We do. Like, like all teams do. Yeah, 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 right yeah. Like all teams a do, A lot Vlad. of questions to answer. Like all teams do. You have a lot of questions to answer. Just one more quick joke. We can get Zach Wilson for a bag of footballs and a $50 Starbucks card. You might want to get Zach Wilson for, you know, so, like for thermals so that when you, go, you guys keep on going to cold areas in December, <laughs> you might be able to warm your asses. Uh, a new heater, new heating seat. Yeah, because here's the thing, though, and we, before we go into break, yep. you play in the AFC East, so pretty much you're going to go to a cold. You're gonna be playing in cold places, yeah, all yeah, the time. But yeah, so getting a Derrick Henry would, like, don't you think Derrick Henry would have helped? I mean, I, I know you can get him. He was on the Titans, but getting a player like that, I Derrick Henry helps every team. Dan, you said something on Saturday, and you repeated it on Sunday during our shows. Is the reputation right now is now? I don't think the Dolphins are even a finesse team. I think no. people looked at the Dolphins as a soft team. Yes, sir. Ouch. Nope. Nope. That is, you you lost. And you have no. You see, Omar us. knows it because he has no response to that. 49ers I, wide I heard, up. I said ouch. 49ers I, ouch wide ain't a resp- out. Like ouch ain't saying no. You're wrong, Vlad. It's I, just 
so you're right. So that, how do you get that? How do you erase that reputation? How do you get people to take away not only that you can't be good teams, but you might be soft. Number one rushing team in the NFL, but obviously it didn't show up when it mattered. So what happened? That's the and that's the note. You see, that's the thing that bothers me the most about your team. Why I was like, oh, this when you have a top five offense and a top five defense, top ten, top, okay, top they, ten they, defense. They flatlined when they lost everybody. The injuries, yeah. They were number four, and then they lost everybody, and then you know they finished ten. You had a top five offense. You had a top five defense most of the year, and still finish in the top ten. You're not supposed to be knocked out in the first round. You're also supposed to win your division, too. That's another thing. You know. 49ers wideout Willie Sneed, you saw he posted on Twitter, and then he just since deleted it. He said that the Dolphins will not be good until Tua stops acting soft. <sighs> now, he didn't put acting. He put acting, but he did put soft, S-O-F-T, not soft. Nah, he said it the way, you know, really? we say it. Damn, Willie. And then he deleted it. He deleted it, but you know we got screenshots nowadays. Trust me, I know about them screenshots. Gonna come up and close things out next here on the Joe Rose Show 560 WQAM. So the playoffs will continue this coming Saturday. Texans Ravens at 4:30, followed by the Packers and the 49ers at 8:15. Then Sunday Bucks Lions. One of those teams is going to the NFC Championship game. Lamar's got to win, baby. He's got to win. And then you get Bills Chiefs epic du- uh, duel at 6:30 on Sunday. I'm I'm feeling the Bills. I'm, I'm they're hot right now. They're riding the wave, and I think this is Josh's year to take down Patrick. I go with the team that beat you. I'm going with the the, the rainy defending Super Bowl champs. So somebody beats one five, I'm going one five. Bills kind of tried to whimper away in the spotlight last night. You saw it got down to seven, and they kind of luckily they got it, you know down the field. I mean, play. listen, Mike Tomlin's team is not going to lay down. I, I'm curious to watch what happens. I don't think Omar Khan is stupid enough to 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 and and the family, the Rooney family, are dumb enough to get rid of Mike Tomlin. No. Um, so. I mean, now, if somebody wants to step up and try to send a first-round pick for Mike Tomlin, I would definitely listen. New Orleans Saints, if you get a chance, go ahead, get Mike Tomlin. Uh, uh, you, you might have to wait a year for that. That's I mean, okay. Yeah. I'm willing. I'm willing. Mike Tomlin's a great coach. Mike Tomlin's a phenomenal coach. Never had a losing season. Never had a losing season. And he's season. had some bomb lineups. All, all he's got to go do is get Kirk Cousins. I don't even know. think he wouldn't want Russell Wilson because something's a little flawed with Russell. But go get Kirk Cousins, yeah. and I think you're right back in the – the championship equation if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tobin and Leroy next. Marcos, J. Fig, they'll get you through. Omar, you and Vlad are going to be around pretty much the rest of the week on this Joe Rose show. Yeah, man. We, we I'm, I'm here holding it down. So am I. So Hollywood can enjoy his anniversary. Yeah. Charleston. That's where he's going? Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Hope he's having a lot of sex. This a 10-year anniversary. Hopefully, you know, you, you put it down. Make a new baby. With that being said, Tobin and Leroy is next. This is the Joe Rose Show on 560 WQAM. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.